Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. I am Tess Brigham, and I'm here with my sister, Brooke. Hello. And this is a pop culture podcast uh, from the lens of an attorney and therapist. And today we are talking about Love is Blind, season three. Ooh. I love this show. So when we originally decided to record today, we thought that we would be seeing everything. We thought we've, we've watched um, up to episode and through episode 10. And I, like most people, assumed <laughs> that the whole show would be wrapped up and that the shows that were coming out next week were uh, reunions. But we've only seen one and a half weddings. Right. So what we're going to do is this, because there have been... Um, between Love is Blind and the Kardashians and Sister Wives, which I need to catch up on, um, there's been a lot of updates. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, up to episodes 1 through 10 today, and then on our recap show, update show, we will talk about the rest. Right. The finale, I think. Yeah. The finale is coming up in a few days. This is a soft, I guess... Episode ten was a soft finale. I don't. I don't know what that was. Partial, that was, yeah, it was yeah, like a partial. partial finale. So anyway, Love Is Blind. If you're not familiar with this groundbreaking show, <laughs> it's actually not a dating show. It's a dating experiment. <laughs> Remember that they talk about experiment a lot, where couples meet each other in these pods where they can't see each other, they can hear each other, but they can't see each other, and it's this this answering this question is love blind. Um, the couples date and then they get engaged before seeing each other and then they finally see each other. And then it seems like before they were in Mexico, it looks like this time they were in Malibu. So they then spend a couple days in Malibu with themselves, you know, kind of as a, you know, let's get to know each other in person and see what you look like. And then all the couples get together and they smartly, I do like the fact that they do everything from city so that they don't create this problem. So all these people were in Dallas um, and in the past it was Chicago and Atlanta. So 
everybody is from the Dallas area. So they don't have to move yeah. across the country. Which they fall in love with someone. Yes, which is also a big issue that comes up. I know I'm no, I don't watch The Bachelor that much, but I guess this is a big issue on The Bachelor. Yeah, Bachelor. Well, The Bachelor doesn't work in any yes. way, shape, or form. And unfortunately, love love is blind. <laughs> Doesn't work too well either. Yes. So what we're going to do is we'll just go through the couples. Obviously, it starts with a ton of people um, in the beginning, and we get to see glimpses of people here and there. But usually, what happens is it kind of they kind of get it down to five to five six, six core couples, and these are the the couples that we follow. So and they one other thing after they all meet in person and then the whole group gets together. One of the interesting thing things about it is that they see other people who they dated yes. and in some cases um, propose to perhaps. Yes. Because yes. sometimes um, someone will propose and the person will turn them down mm -hmm. and then they end up turning around and proposing to someone else or, you know, which they, is what happened last season. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. And so it's awkward. There's some awkwardness to yes. it and they're, People who they, well, we'll get more into this, but they pick one person over the other and then they see the other person and then they have second thoughts. Yes. And this has happened a few times yeah. in this season. So then they all go back to Dallas and they live together in a neutral apartment. I think they're all living in the same apartment. Yes. Yeah, same apartment building. So they live together for a couple weeks and then they start planning their wedding. So I think the whole thing is what, like four to six weeks? Yeah, like something like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Ugh, that's a lot. So which which um, couple would you like to start with? You can pick. Oh, gosh. Well, I let's start with Nancy and Bartise. Ugh, I have a <laughs> lot of feelings about Bartise. Me too. Okay. So this is the other thing, right? Which is they're, they're going to pick attractive people. They're much all like, attractive. Uh, just much like The Bachelor, they're picking very attractive people. And... You know, obviously they're young. And this is one of the flaws. This is a flaw of The Bachelor and it's a flaw of the show is these guys, Bar Bartiste, is it Bar Bartiste? Bartiste. He's 27. He, no, he's 25. Oh, really? He, yes. I have 27 written down here. No. Hole, who's part of another couple, is 26. No, Bartiste is 25. Oh. And he... He and Nancy, and Nancy is 31. And as someone who works with 20-somethings all day, every day, I'm going to tell you something. First off, men and women mature differently. Boys and girls mature differently. And if 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 Nancy was 25 and Bartise was 31, I think this would go a lot better. But the problem is, is they get these guys that are 25-year-old guys. And I'm sorry, but a 25-year-old man is like a 20-year-old man a 21 year old, like really young and not, not ready to settle down. I'm sure there's some outliers out there, but it, these guys are just, they're too young. They're too immature. They're not ready. They're really truly not ready yeah, to get married. I think these women are, and I see that the women who are with men that are older, that are in their thirties, it's a little more successful except for SK and Raven, but <laughs> that's a different story. Another story. But yeah, I mean, Bartiz. There's a scene where when they get back to Dallas mm -hmm. and she's explaining to him, you know, she has all these uh, real estate investments. Yes. She's flipping houses and she's explaining to him, you know, how, how many houses she's purchased and how many times she's done it. And it's like she's a she's a smart yes, person. Yes, very she's smart. Very motivated. And he's just sort of looking at her like, 
wow. <laughs> you know, and she starts talking about money and how, you know, making all this money. You can tell he he is just like, wow, like yes. she's an adult. You yes, know? <laughs> yes. Well, so Nancy's a speech pathologist. And we learn in the pods, she's very honest about this, that she was an egg donor. And I get the sense that, and she's been an egg donor many, many times. Right. And I really wish I was smart like Nancy. She, I think, used her egg donor money to invest in properties. Mm -hmm. And then she kept flipping them and and collecting rent. And she's like a little mogul here. It's, inc it's incredible because... In the pods, I thought she was a little, she came across as a little, she was obviously smart, but I thought she was a little ditzy, she did a little like, ditzy. you know, but she's always, not like that at all. No, she, in the pods, she was always laughing and I didn't like her in the pods. Mm -hmm. I thought, who is this? And then when they get out of the pods and we see who she is in real life, it's like, wow. Yes. She has her stuff together. She does. And, um, but of course, Bartise being young, so young and immature, so she's telling him all about her real estate investments. And the only thing that he can focus on is that her ex is her realtor. <laughs> and they have some investments together. Mm -hmm. And they so they still work together. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he focuses in on that. Yeah. He's jealous yes. about it. And it's like, dude, like, really? Yeah. Well, and this is what you see. This is the biggest issue between the two of them is she is much more emotionally mature, emotionally intelligent than he is. Yeah. And there's that. So the big controversy with the two of them is that she, um, they accept the proposal, they meet. And while they were in the pods, Bartiste's other number one person that he was interested in. So everybody in the pods usually has one or two, you know, people that they're interested in the most was also interested in this woman, Raven, who is a very beautiful Pilates instructor. And um, so when Bartiste sees Raven in person for the first time, you know, he, he is such a dummy and he's, you know, drooling all over her and very much like, oh, my God, she's so hot. She's so hot. And then, you know, he's looking over at Nancy. Well, and he tells her to yes, her face. That's, both, both he and Cole, that's a whole other story. He, he but, tells Nancy yes. that, you know, Raven is more my type. Mm -hmm. and, and she just has this look on her face like, you know, she can't believe he's saying this. Yes. And, and he's just saying it. And clueless as to mm -hmm. how that would you can't keep that to yourself like, yes it's it's awful yeah that's the other thing with both cole and bartice where i think they think that emotional maturity means being honest all the time about telling all, you all your feelings and you know honesty without compassion is brutality yeah so the thing is is that they i've been married i've been married almost 20 years? Almost 20 years. Been 19 years. And I will tell you, you do not tell your partner everything that you're thinking all the time. Because sometimes you're thinking, Ugh, I can't stand you. You know? Or, oh, you're irritating me. Or, oh, you know, what if I had made this decision or that decision? We all have a million thoughts a day, right? And it's like, you don't need to tell them every thought that comes in your head. And that was very, very hurtful. It was awful, just the way that he did it. And he oh. just went on and on about it. Well, and what he said to Raven directly, he was like, you know, if people saw you and I out together, they would think that we were together. Like, basically saying, like, we're so attractive. We're the same level of hotness. Yes, we're the same. Yeah. Exactly. We're the same level of hotness. And we're both, you know, we really connect on the fitness stuff. And da, 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 da. it's like, okay, yeah, you both like to work out. 
and you eat well. Okay. The, the, you know, he, him and the pods understood that that wasn't enough for him. But then he sees Raven and he's just like, oh. Yeah, he loses boing. it. That all yeah, goes out him. the window. And again, 25-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, and Raven wasn't interested in him either. Like, he kind of broke it off with her in the pods. And she was like, well, that's good because I, I wasn't feeling you <laughs> anymore either. <laughs> she didn't. She knew. Yeah. She knew. She didn't want, like, a 25-year-old F-boy. Yes. <laughs> so, and then what, which I thought was a, a bit groundbreaking, was Nancy has a conversation with his family about abortion. Well. That was insane. Well, first, okay, so before she met his family, I can't remember how this came up, but she she brought it up. I think she asked him about his views on abortion. Mm -hmm. And she said, because she is a speech pathologist, so she's worked with children who had birth defects and um, difficulties. And, and, and she said, you know, if you found out that your child was going to be born with a, a birth defect in their life, the that was going to really impact the quality of their life, you know, would you choose to have an abortion? And he's like, oh, no, absolutely not. And mm. then she explains that she believes that, you know, it, what she, she would want to have an abortion and then try again. And mm -hmm. so she could have a child that had the best chance in life. And, and so they get into this abortion discussion and immediately he's like, you know what? Um, you know, you get one chance. I believe you get one chance to have an abortion. Like if you make one mistake, you mess up one time, that's that's one thing. But after that, no. Mm -mm, yeah. Yeah, he he and he said and especially he he totally rejected the thing about you know, choosing to have an abortion because of a birth defect. Mm -hmm. And then he said that you get one pass. Yeah. And which then is oh, he was it was I just wanted to punch him. And then uh, she said, well, what about if this happened or what? She started giving him different scenarios. And he's like, well, well, that's kind of different. That's kind of different. But I, then yeah. she said, well, how do you feel about plan B? And he's like, oh, well, that's totally different. I've bought that many, many times. Yes, yes. And it's just like, he he's just, he's terrible. He's all over the place. And that's, and the thing is, is he terrible or is he just a child and that he needs to have more life experience or something to figure because his opinions make zero zero sense they really do well yeah and his judgment because so then he brings it up when she meets his parents he brings up the fact oh god i couldn't that they had them. a discussion about uh -huh. abortion and then he tells his family well nancy thinks this yes and then his sister bartisa's sister who's there she starts crying well, and, and it's like, uh, what is happening? Yeah. Well, I think the sister then said, what she said something like, well, this is really, you know, this is a hot button topic or whatever it is. And it's, and it's like, okay, fine. You know, if it's a hot button topic, but yeah, it's very strange. Why would he want Why to have up? this discussion? And also Nancy told you some, you know, she's telling you personal views, personal things. And, and it's just that thinking through of, Maybe Nancy wouldn't necessarily want to talk about these things to my parents. Yeah, the or to first my, well, time mom maybe. and sister. I don't see the, the dad. dad was there. The dad was there. Yeah, oh, okay. There. I guess he didn't talk. He much. didn't say much. Yeah, but yeah, then he and he 
And she, he tells his family, like her opinion. And then she has to defend herself. Which she did a very good job of. I thought she was very calm. Again, shows her maturity, very calm Mm -hmm. and very straightforward and explained her position and how she feels about it. And she's, she's super, she's super mature because then after, you know, after Bartiz kind of has this, I don't know, buyer's remorse or something Mm -hmm. about her, he stops being intimate with her yeah stops having sex stops even like touching, you know, her. touching her hugging her and then he tells her basically he's really not that attracted to her and instead of getting upset she just very maturely kind of waits it out tries to talk to him and they end up working through it i guess mm-hmm. i don't know the way they edit it you don't yeah. know you can't tell these editors it's- i'm sorry i'm so frustrated with these editors and I don't know if it's like they're trying to create it so that there's some sense of surprise. And I understand that. Like, I watch Survivor. I've been watching Survivor from the beginning. Like, they edit the show so at least we can see who's getting voted out as a surprise. But there has to be a through line. Like, it's really not fair to get us all hooked on this show and fascinated and wanting to watch it and then keep moving the ball just just to quote unquote surprise us we we yeah. don't need these i mean obviously there's that big like will they won't they but that's enough like i i don't need for you to you know i don't need to be so shocked and amazed and surprised in so in exchange for being able to really see a through line with the relationship and get a sense yeah, of what's going it's a on it's a real roller coaster it with, is. with every couple they just Every episode, it's like, okay, I thought they were doing better. And then yes. we're back to this. And it, yeah. yeah, it's all so that we'll, we will be surprised. And and but, I and it works. Yes, it does. You are, you surprised, are surprised. But I think them. but I think it's it's moved from surprise to angry. Like now I'm just angry. Yeah. You know, or or frustrated. Um, and there's so much, I mean, this is the other thing, is after watching 10 episodes, there's a lot of filler. Like this show could be six episodes it really could Mm -hmm. there is so much filler and it drives me nuts where they do this thing where they just keep reiterating you know oh but i really love him and he's so great and oh we really connected in the pods like they keep like the bachelor and bachelorette parties were pointless i mean what did we don't learn anything about anybody like you see them having this conversation after conversation after conversation over and over and over again and it's just all filler. It's pointless. Yeah. I don't need to hear you say this 500 times. Like, I really don't. And that irritates me. So Nancy and Bartise, they were the ones who were left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. She says yes. He says, and we will know yeah. next week what he ends up saying. Do you have a prediction? My prediction is he says no. Yeah. Because I just think that he... Um, I think he likes nancy but he, he i think he wants someone hotter yeah someone more like um <laughs> i guess closer in age or i don't know yeah he wants raven he yeah wants someone like raven well raven's old raven is well she's i don't know these ages she's 27 I, she's, she's 27 but age, she seems a lot older well the ages i have here are completely different than what you have mm-hmm Every single one of them is different because I went on the um oh I went on the web uh you the, know what though maybe they did this a couple years ago maybe Raven was twenty seven at the time that they recorded this but now she's twenty nine oh maybe 
But this that long ago? Because I feel like you have SK at 34. I have him at 32. Yeah, because you said Bartiz was 25. I had 27. So maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's a mystery. Um, I don't know. I have a little bit of a theory. I could be way wrong. I have a little bit of a theory that Bartiz is going to say yes. Because I think what Bartiz wrestles with all the time is like his id and his super ego and his ego where I think the id wants Raven and wants someone super hot. And then I think there's this other part of him that feels like, but Nancy's the good choice for me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is good for me. Like I can show people I'm a man and I'm mature and I'm this, and she's the solid good choice. And personally for Nancy, I hope he says no, because Nancy, you, you fly. You deserve so much more than this. And someone who's your age or older, who's very mature. So, and who loves you and thinks you're so hot. Like, she deserves that. But I have a feeling he might say yes. And just as a way of kind of proving to himself in the world, like, see, I can do this. Well, and the thing is, too, when they met in person, you know, I believe, you know, they slept together the first night. Yeah, they, had yeah. no, they had no trouble having sex and he had no trouble being attracted to her until he saw Raven. Yes, at the get-together. <laughs> and then he started mm-hmm. doubting everything. So... I don't know, but I just found him difficult. He's very shallow, and I felt like he's very spoiled. Mm-hmm. Very spoiled. A spoiled brat. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of that. And also, too, I'm sorry, those guys who came to his wedding, those are not his friends. They're like a bunch of dorky guys. Mm-hmm. Like, he either doesn't have any friends, and he had to, they had to just hire some friends for him. <laughs> Because, no, these guys, the guys that were there the night before the wedding, uh-huh. I mean, they all looked like incels. Okay. okay. They did not look like people who would be friends with this, you know, guy who's very gregarious mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, good looking. And hmm. I don't know. Maybe I have to go back and look at that. I didn't. Oh, I, I think that all the friends come in at the same time and you're kind of confused. Yeah. And like, who's friends? again and what's happened or maybe his actual friends didn't want to come on the show i don't know but yeah you could tell with his family they just think that he's the best and they're oh, he's God, a they spoiled lo- little prince that sister loves him too much oh yeah oh and she came uh, all the when they had their uh suits and texas fitted uh-huh. all the other guys had their best guy friend come and he has a sister come <laughs> And she, yeah, yeah. She's like, "Oh, you look great." But yeah, yeah. No one's telling. So the problem is, is no one in that family is saying to Bartis, like, "Hey, you know, this is how you talk to someone." Like, "Hey, don't share everything that's in, on your mind." Right. Like, you know, all of it. So let's move on to. Should we just move on to Raven and SK since we know sure. at the end of that? Because this one was a this shocker. Was a shocker. I mean. So SK well, is is he originally from Nigeria and the family I, I remember believe here, he or is has, he from Dallas. Well, he has an accent. He has yeah, a Nigerian yeah. accent. So. so he's Nigerian. He I thought he was thirty two, but maybe he's thirty four. Nigerian, very sweet, very kind, um, very smart. guy, very smart, and he is a te- uh, works in tech and he's planning on coming here. We could probably go see him. Yeah, <laughs> in Berkeley. Um, he got a, uh, he's, is he, he's getting a master's degree in engineering or I data think it was business, a business school or something, which is again, Cal 
Berkeley yeah, is very, very hard to get yeah. into. Haas School of Business is very hard and to get into. And he got a scholarship. Right. I mean, that's incredible. That means that he is incredibly smart, incredibly, you know, hardworking, talented at what he does. Raven is a Pilates instructor. And I think she has, I bet you anything, she probably has like a, I haven't, I haven't really looked oh, at anyone's following in, her Instagram. Instagram. But I think prior to all of this, I bet you she had a big following. Oh, she has hundreds of yeah. videos. Yes. Um, Pilates and workouts. So she's, she's been doing this for a while. A while. So an influencer. And so, and Raven's a funny one because I had, in the beginning, I hated Raven. And then as too. it went along, I started to really like her more yeah. and more and more and more because she, in the, in the pods, very famously, as Bartise was pouring his heart out to her, she started to do jumping jacks. <laughs> like, she would work out in these pods. She would, like, do planks and do this and do that. And, yeah. and she started doing jumping jacks. And you see this and you're like, oh, my God, how inconsiderate can you be? And he obviously knows because he's hearing, like, <laughs> heavy breathing, you know, heavy breathing yeah. and stopping. She's just trying to fit a workout in. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, listen, the girl wants to multitask. Um, but, um, and uh, so... But she surprisingly really connected with SK. I did not see that coming. And even when she and SK first see each other, I mean, he's like, oh, wow, you're so beautiful. And she just kind of was like, hi, and kind of hugging him. It, it was odd. You couldn't get the sense that if she was attracted to him or not. All the other couples obviously were like, after that first night, banged and yeah. and then they were the only two that didn't yeah. she's like i want to take this slow yeah. <laughs> and so you're thinking like is she just you know like postponing this but she didn't feel that and you watch them in the beginning and you're like oh my god this is not good and then they didn't have any chemistry they didn't have any chemistry and she didn't even seem to like him very much and he seemed to really like her and was trying to make it work and as they were bebopping along, right, like you start to see things shift, like they seem to be getting along really well. And they really, you know, there seems to be a connection there. And it and it seems to be. And by the time they got to the end, I was convinced. I know. I thought for sure. And the thing is, they both took the assignment seriously. Mm -hmm. I really felt like Raven was like, look, I always go after these F boys like mm -hmm. Bartise. I'm not going to do that this time. Yeah, I'm going to really, you know, try to find someone who's who's really solid, and that's what she did. And even though when she saw SK, she might not have been like instantly attracted to him, and he's an attractive yeah, person. Yeah, SK is cute, and um, but she worked at it. Mm -hmm. She like stayed the course. She really tried. She, um, you know put in a lot of effort with his family and trying to please his mm -hmm. family because she, she understood. She, she said, I know Nigerian mm -hmm. men. She understood the cultural dynamics of all of that. And she really tried really hard. And I thought it, by the time the wedding came, I was like, you know, she did it. She, yeah. like, she went through this process and she got to this point. And I was really shocked that he said, she's, well, he said no first, mm -hmm. and then she said later that she was going to say yes. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But what I didn't understand about him was why, okay, you knew you were going to be moving to yes. Berkeley. Why did you go on the show? Well, like, see, the timing of it is just yeah. so – did you really think that if you met and fell in love, like, you're real? this person's just going to pick up and move mm -hmm. to Berkeley with you? 
Yeah, well, and I think that this is, I think that he decided, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like when she said that she, she said two things to him that were a little bit of, huh, like this isn't, this isn't going to work. One was that she really did not have an intention of wanting to move to Berkeley or move to California to be with him for these two years, like stop her business, stop her life. Mm-hmm. And two, she was, because he was going to become a student and your lifestyle changes, she was very direct on, I don't want my lifestyle to change. Like, I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't want to be dating a poor student. I mean, it's, you know, in a kinder way. But I feel like, this is what I think. I think that SK, I think that bothered SK. I think that even though it's ridiculous that he went on the show knowing he was going to leave for two years. I mean, listen, maybe they, maybe he was supposed to be on season one and, or no, it had to be Dallas. So there's, yeah, SK, you don't have an excuse. (laughs) Um, I think he felt like I want to be with someone who is going to stand behind me and be with me. Cause I was thinking to myself when Raven said, um, no, I don't want my lifestyle to change. It's a little bit of like, Raven, then maybe you're not ready for marriage. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that you and your partner, you meet, And you don't know where life's going to take you. And a big part of it is recognizing that, like, there's going to be times where you're not making a lot of money and I'm making more money or or it will, the roles will be reversed. And I felt like it's not like he was going off to Berkeley to, I don't know, get a dance scholarship Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, he's going to make, he's going to make, you know, a good two, three hundred thousand, you know, in his first year in this job, like. And, and in Dallas, that goes a long way. I mean, you know, he's he's going, you're going to give up two years of maybe not having all the things that you want and traveling to Europe or whatever it is that she didn't want to give up. But on the other side, there's this person. And to me, I feel like that's marriage is investing, you know, you're investing in the other person and what you, what you believe they can do. And of anybody here... In, in the whole show, he's the one that I would say he's the one I'd put my money on to be the most successful. Yeah, you know? and I think that he smartly realized that culturally that their differences were not mm-hmm. going to work out. I Like you said, I think that thing about, like, wanting your wife to, you know, yes. go along with your plan. You know, I thought that was a very traditional kind of um, Nigerian cultural values. Um also, the fact that she doesn't have, like, a big family yeah, or, like, a real strong connection. And I didn't think that was fair at all, the family putting that on her. Like, they think, they, I think. Like, he, it's her fault. It's her and, fault. She has a small family in there. And they apart. can't come to the wedding. Or- but I do think that she, I do think that they were bothered. Like, I think there's a part of them that felt like, what's wrong with her that she doesn't right. have this family What's wrong with this family? And I think maybe that's a Nigerian thing, too, where they're not just looking at the individual, but looking oh, yeah. at your family whole, as a whole yeah. and who you're merging with. Yeah. And even though she was trying to be very accommodating with the wedding and wearing the Nigerian headdress and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, I I just think that they – I think he realized this is going to be too much yeah. for everybody. Although his mom seemed to really Oh, yeah, that her. mom was, you know, because I think that mom wants him to get married because I think that probably 32, it feels old. Yeah. She's probably wanting to get him to get married and she meets this girl and she's really lovely. And I think mom was just like, I want <laughs> this to happen. And the funniest part was when, you know, they do the suspenseful, you know, they're at the altar and the, they ask SK, you know, do you take 
Raven to be your wife. And there's like this long silence. And then you see the mom like mouthing, I do. I do. <laughs> like she's trying to tell him, say, I do. Yeah. And then he says, I do not. <laughs> and she, the mother just looked. She turned like, yeah, she was devastated. A ghost. She just became like, I have a shell shock. And she's the only one that went and comforted Raven. I mean, maybe they produced it that way, or maybe right. her friends I was were like, right Where behind. Are you friends? Yeah. Let them in. Like, <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I think that um, my guess would be is I bet you anything this has helped Raven's career a lot. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I'm following her on Instagram. And the funny thing is, she reminds me so much of my daughter. Of Layla? I mean, yes. I mean, mm -hmm. just down to the workout stuff and just her whole kind of her whole kind of vibe so i'm just like oh i love this girl like this is like my daughter <laughs> and um so yeah i i like her she, yeah i don't know they they were by far the most likable couple yes they were they were definitely um and and they were the ones where it was so it was so clear that raven was going to say no you know that he seems so smitten with her, mm. and and this one was just shocker. So that's the only shocking. one we saw. Because if I was to put money on it, I would have put money on. Well, what what we saw leading up to the wedding that that last episode of them talking about how much they loved each other, I thought they were both going to say yes. But prior to that, I would have put a million dollars on him saying yes to her. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, her friends were like, "Uh, this is not going to work out. She's yeah. going to break his heart." <laughs> It's like the other way around. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I really don't think that he, I don't know. I don't know if he thought it through enough to think that someone would want to drop everything and, and go to California with you at, over this really short time. And maybe that was a big, maybe he felt like my future wife would do that for me. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So where do you want to go now? Um, I don't know. How about... um. Well, the next I have on my list is Zenob and Cole. Okay. Oh, hey, very these frustrating. Two. These two. Again, Cole is 26, has been married and divorced already. He's is he a, really? Yes. I thought that was uh, Matt. No, Matt too. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, His, so he is, and he and Zenob, and Zenob, is 31. That's what I have. He's 26. She's 31. He's a realtor. She's a flight attendant. And the big thing is they're both God people. They, you know, they like to pray and which is great. That's what connects them. And the part that's really tough is Zenob's both parents have passed away. When and she, by the time she was a teenager. Yeah. I mean, very young, like yeah. one passed away when she was like nine, nine or 10. ten. And then the second one passed away. I think it's the mother that passed away. I think the mother passed away first because her father got remarried because mm. she has a stepmother. Oh, okay. And yeah. then the That's, father died mm. when she was a teen. So, you know, she has an older sister, but she was, you know, she's raised herself. And she's a very, obviously, very smart, beautiful, independent woman, flight attendant, yeah, been man. everywhere. And um, she and Cole connected in the pods. And... Um, yeah, and their relationship has been a whirlwind of are they fighting or not? Like, where are we at with everything? It's they, I, I just, I find it painful to watch them. Yeah. She, first of all, she needs 
some therapy. She does. She's so traumatized. She is. Still. And it was so sad to see her, you know, talking about how I'm not going to have a father-daughter dance. Yes. I wish my mother was here. When she, I mean, the whole thing was just so All of sad. It, like, shopping for the dress. Her mother's not there. Yeah. And, and then oh. Cole's family, I guess, didn't want to be, didn't want to have any part of this. They mm -hmm. said... Well, I think if, I think if, it's a religious thing. Yeah, if you guys end up getting married, then we'll meet her. But we don't we don't want to meet her. They didn't come to the wedding, and she was saying, "Well, gosh, I thought I was going to be marrying mm -hmm. into this family, and they don't even want to meet me." Yeah. And, um. It, so there's just a lot of tragedy. So, so that doesn't that that really isn't helping her abandonment issues no. at all. So one of the issues that came up very early is is that, um. Cole and Colleen, Colleen's another person we're going to talk about soon, who's 25 and a ballet dancer, which, of course, the minute she said that, every guy was like, ooh, ballet, you know, that's where their minds went, right? And, um, but Cole said no to her. And, um, but when they all see each other again out in Malibu, he makes the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest comment, which is he basically says, like, Colleen is the kind of girl that I would have dated out in the world. Like, and I think he goes up to her and tells her that, like, hey, if we saw each other at a bar, would we, you know, wouldn't we connect? Very much the same thing with Bartiste, right? Like, right. yeah. And, and I think he sees Colleen and is really, really attracted to her. And then he tells Zeneb. Yeah, I mean, I think Colleen and Raven, they're tens, and you're a nine, oh Zenob. And I'm thinking to myself, you are, you are so stupid. a goddamn idiot. I mean, again, again, this, like, okay, maybe that's honestly how you feel, but this person, she needs to hear, oh my God, you're a 10, and those other women, I don't know, like sevens, even if that's not what you think. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe not rate women at all, Cole. Exactly. I got, I got a crazy idea for you. You are engaged. Mm -hmm. What? Why are you making these comments or talking about this at all? Like, why are you rating these women on television? It's just like think think that to yourself and text it to your friend. I also wonder. Do you think this has anything to do with the fact that um, Zenob is not white? I yeah, I think so. She is. She's Indian. She's Indian. Yeah, because her sister when she. Her sister mm -hmm. FaceTimed in for the uh, when they were picking out the gowns, the mm -hmm. bridal gowns, wedding dresses, and um, her sister had an Indian accent. Oh, she looked. I, th I think they're Indian. Okay, she was born, but they, she was born in England. Yeah, right. Because they you, sometimes you'll pick up on an English accent underneath Zena well, when you her hear sis her. Her sister definitely looked Indian. Mm -hmm. I felt okay. I could be wrong. So but it might I, but be. She's not. She's not. You know, she's she, not Colleen. She's exotic looking from what, you know yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. So yeah, no, she's very very beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. But she of she cannot see that. She gets very insecure. Yeah. Which I was looking. I mean, it's you're looking at Colleen and you're looking at her. I'm like, they have the exact same body type. Like, what is the difference right. here? And well, that's what I'm saying. One is white. One is maybe not. yeah. But I think that, but Zenob feels so insecure about her body and the way she looks. And 
one of the first comments she makes to him is to Cole is like, oh, you won't even recognize me after I take off all my makeup and my eyelashes. And I think she was, you know, she she got herself ready for bed and, you know, took her makeup off and and stripped it all down. And in that moment, what Cole needed to say was, oh, my God, you look so beautiful like this. You're so gorgeous. And she makes some comment like, oh, you're seeing me like this. And he says something stupid like, that's oh, OK. You know, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you're just again. And I, I feel like if he was older, more life experience, you know, a few of the things, I mean, maybe he'll be 35 and a douche. I don't know. But it was just he's really he, he sees how he sees how insecure she is and how vulnerable she feels. And instead of like helping her feel safe, he keeps, you know, kind of negging her and feeling like, you know, oh, come on or or dismissing her i don't know what well, it is. He, he said he i think that he just wants everything to just be like just fun and light all the time mm -hmm. and when she is not fun and light he gets upset and then he blames it on her and he says why can't you just be sweet why mm -hmm. can't you you know like that night the last night yeah before, well i have some thoughts about okay that yeah, yeah that was cringeworthy yes, on many levels yeah he tells her why can't you just be sweet because she gets upset because he's acting like a tool. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, uh, he, I don't know. He was playing around. He was trying to make chicken. And then he's got his Nerf gun out. And he's just, he's. it, it was like, are you a child? It's like a mom trying to make dinner. Mm -hmm. and, and her son is in there shooting yeah. Nerf balls at her. Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, and I was listening to another podcast that we love, Reality Gaze. Um with Maddie and Poodle. And um, I thought that Poodle said this, uh, Jake said this, he said what he really needed to say to her was, can, you know, can you please be kind? Mm -hmm. Because I think that is like to say again, and there's some sexism in that so sweet because women need to be sweet. Mm -hmm. But what he was really looking for is he wants her to be kinder and gentler with him. And I, and I, and so one thing that did hit me about that night and watching the whole thing is, is that, and I understand where Cole is. This is where I really understood where Cole was coming from because they're standing there, they're making dinner. You're going to be, you're married. You're going to make tons of dinners with this person. He, somehow she finds a bunch of like balls, these ammos for these Nerf guns. And my son had one of these, so I know what they are. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he runs out and gets the Nerf gun and comes back and starts shooting her with it. And, of course, you know, the Nerf balls go everywhere. They hit her. She's like, oh, the chicken, <laughs> you know, like and I and he gets upset with her because she's not going along with this because she wasn't in the mood to be shot with a Nerf gun. Right. And I do understand in that moment in time what he was feeling, which is what you need in a marriage is just a certain amount of playfulness and being able to laugh because when everything else gets stripped away, which it will, you really have to like want to this person that you're with, they have to make you laugh. There has to be joy. There has to be fun. There has to be playfulness. And I can understand him feeling like, is this, you know, I, I just want to have a spontaneous moment of shooting you with a Nerf gun. And I do think that in that moment, she could have just kind of calmed down and been like, ah, Oh, put the stuff away. I think, I think that there are these moments where it, it's almost like they're at these extremes. He wants everything to be light and funny, and she wants everything to be really like very serious all the time. And she can't she can't let herself relax in those moments to just kind of 
you know, play along with it. And I think that's what he was looking for. And I think that's what fe- what he fear he fears that he's going to be with someone who isn't going to have that same level of playfulness. Yeah. That whole thing with the lock in the bridge. Do, yeah, do you remember that remember part? That. When he says, you know, he pretends like he dropped it and he didn't really. I think he wants more of that kind right. of stuff. And well, to take, I don't know. I Yeah, to take her side okay. on this dinner thing. I what when I watched it, I thought to myself, you know what, this this woman is about to get married in t- a day or two, and neither one of her parents are going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're both dead. This, I mean, that that has to be. Still, I'm sure, uh, she's just feeling very lonely, mm-hmm. abandoned. Her like she's, sis- I think she feels lonely a lot. Yeah, I think that's her the other thing. Her sister can't. She's lonely can't a lot. Come. Her sister's in England. I think her stepmom comes. Or I'm sure she does. But, I mean, yeah, I think she's – I was feeling for her. And I felt like he didn't – I don't even think that even entered his mind that – Yeah, I think that's the other part of it is Cole can't see beyond Cole. And I – again, maybe it's his age, maybe it's him, but I, I just feel like he can't – he can't empathize with her. But I, but I do, and I'm, and I'm with you. I like Zenob a lot, mm-hmm. and, I, and I feel like Zenob deserves someone better than Cole – to be honest i hope they don't get but i just felt like in that moment i really understood where cole was coming from of like because everything does feel like a test and this is the other part of it too that's so difficult about for you know this this forcing someone to get married so quickly is every minute every day every conversation feels so much like do or die and you need a full year of just like lots of things they're just totally mismatched in my opinion they are Completely mismatched, and I think that Zenob needs to, you know, work on herself a little bit more before she's really able to marry anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, she just, I don't think she's processed all of that completely. No, I don't think she has either, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't think that she's, um, um, I think she's probably ready for marriage yeah. on that level, but you're right. I think a good year of therapy and the abandonment and meeting someone who, and I think it's fine if she wants, you know, it'd be good for her to meet someone with a big, large, supportive family. Yeah. Get her to marry SK. That family's, yeah. the, you know, these yeah, two. Yeah, she just needs someone older, more mature, mm-hmm. who can uh, just understand her more. Cole doesn't understand yeah. her at all. No. He doesn't at all. It's just total mismatch. Yes. I hope to God. That, but Ugh. do you think that... So what's your prediction on this? Say? Well, I don't know. Honestly, if, if they're both being honest with themselves, I think they should both say no. Um, I think there's a good chance he's going to say no. Yeah. I think... I think she might say yes, feeling she like she... Yes. It might be a Nancy and Bartiz situation. Um, yeah. And then the other, just some of the comments he made, this whole thing of like, well, are you bipolar? Oh, that was That is so, terrible. I really, I'm so sick of people using that. It's like, that is not, people who are moody are not bipolar. There is a huge Yeah, we're difference. all moody. Yes. We, we all, all have, have different moods. feelings at different times. And sometimes, listen, in a day, I could be happy in the morning yeah. and sad at night. Like, this is how, right, if you're, if you're living your life and really feeling things, then that's how the day goes. Being bipolar is just so radically different. And it, I'm so sick of people using that as... And that was probably not a very nice thing to, you know... Well, it was I just think very really, immature. Yes. Very That's immature. a good way of saying it. 
Okay. Okay. So let's talk about, since we already talked about Colleen, let's talk about Colleen and Matt. Okay. This is another complete. (laughs) This is another person who needs therapy. Matt. Yes. Matt needs, yes. Matt (laughs) needs a lot of therapy. I think Colleen could probably use some therapy too, but that's a, that's something else. So Colleen's 25. She's a ballet dancer. And Matt is 27, and I did not write down what he did. Do um, we know? Um, he, He's got, like, kind of a generic, maybe, tech I don't know. I can't remember. job. I don't He's know. He's got a decent job. Um, so Matt has been married and divorced before. But he got married to his high school sweetheart, who he had been with since he was 15. Mm-hmm. And so, and then she cheated on him and got pregnant with the guy that she cheated with. And then she left him. She said, he said that she came to him and told him Mm -hmm. and he never saw her again. Yes. That was their last conversation was, I cheated on you and I'm pregnant with this other man's baby. And I'm leaving. And I don't think it was that long ago that this happened. No. Seems very fresh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way too fresh. Yeah. And Matt is very honest. He, he talks to his friends about this. They're all like, yeah, to date Matt, the minute Matt sees anything, he runs away. And this is what I wonder. I wonder if Matt decided to do this because he saw this pattern of, oh, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm really screwed up about my breakup. And instead of, I don't know, getting some therapy, what I go on this Love is Blind show <laughs> where I'm forced to fix everything. Yeah, where I'm forced to... You know, I have to commit to this person. I have to stay in this and stay in the relationship. Mm. I wonder if he consciously, subconsciously decided to go on the show because, like, this will push me past, push past, you know, to go on a third date or fourth date, which is because he was getting in this, this thing. But Colleen was a little bit of a red flag from the beginning because, right, because Colleen was... Um, she, you know, I think Bartice was interested in her. Cole was Cole was interested in her, and both times they both kind of quote unquote broke up with her because she couldn't talk about her feelings. She couldn't go deep. Yeah, she even said, "I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go deep." <laughs> okay, yeah, but it, it was enough for Matt, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, but the two of them clicked and connected, and um. Colleen also admitted that she had never been in a serious relationship, which is, you know, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just more. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of feel like she, but at the same time, I think that she is, she just doesn't feel comfortable being vulnerable and okay, that's fine. But then you're not ready for a serious relationship here. Yeah. Why are you on this show? If you're not going to go deep, that was the whole, that's all you can do when you're in the Mm -hmm. pods. Yes. Is, uh, go deep. (laughs) That's all you can do. Yeah. And I feel like even after the whole season, I feel like I don't really know her. Yeah. I don't get her. I don't know anymore either. All I know is she's, we saw her doing her ballet. I mean, that's all we know about her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, I guess she's not from Dallas. So we see the parents come in towards the end and her parents seem very lovely and very reasonable. Like, yeah, this is a little crazy, but we'd like to meet you, Matt. And, you know, we, this is what our daughter wants. So we're going to support her in it. But, um, he, I just, well, we can talk, talk a little bit about some of the incidents that have happened with between Matt and Colleen because he scares me a little bit. He has these bursts of anger. And twice he got mad about something stupid, mm-hmm. like really stupid. 
And he was like, that's it. I'm leaving. Yes. And threatened to, you know, just walk away from everything. Well, he says, I'm not going to get played again. So his, right, like his biggest thing is I don't want to get played again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, um, you know, he feels like that ex of his ex-wife made a fool of him. Right. So he's never going to be fooled again. Right. But I think that Colleen, what she did was after Cole came up to her and was like, hey, we would be interested in each other and kind of really sort of talking to her and kind of hitting on her. And she was very, Colleen was great. She's very appropriate. She's like, yeah, maybe we would if we saw each other. Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, good to see you. You know, I'm really enjoying being with Matt. She was very normal and respectful. Right. And um, she goes back and tells Matt that she relays the conversation and he's furious. He he's, flips he out. He flips out and he blames her. Yeah, he yeah. like absolutely blames her with no sense of, you know, what, you know, not even asking Cole what happened or how his perception well, and she And she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything, yeah. And, and you know, if, if something went was wrong, she wouldn't be telling you this story. You yes. Know? But the other thing is, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. If she didn't tell you and this story. And then he found out later. And you, he would find out later, you would be mad. So there was that big thing. And he was like, this was Malibu. They hadn't even gotten back to Dallas yeah. yet. So he was like packing up his stuff and going to go. I thought they were over with. Yeah, no, he's 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 not ready to mm. to get married. Neither is she. They should not get married. No, and but at least she's she told him on the last episode um, that she, if she had to decide that day, it would be a no. Yes, and he 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 like he got kind of angry. He's like, say it, say it, say it, because <laughs> he wanted to know. Yeah, and she was like, well, I don't want to say anything, and he forced her to. Yeah. To say it. Well, but what's so strange about this, too, is now you've put yourself, you're on the show and you've put yourself in this position where someone can dump you very, very publicly. Yeah. I mean, that's your worst fear in life. But the other one that really I thought was awful was, I guess they all were hanging out together because they all get together. All these couples get together. And I guess the boys went home in one Uber and the girls went and said, OK, we're going to go to a club. And I guess there was some kind of miscommunication. And because Matt was so drunk, he did not remember that Colleen had said, I'm going with these girls over here to this club. So then he finds out that she's at this club. He freaks out and is like, that's it. I'm, I'm done. And he's picking up his stuff again. He's picking yeah. everything up. And I think that second one was where Colleen was like, this is insane. You know, like this was a very simple misunderstanding. And it was a misunderstanding because you were drunk. Nothing I did. You were drunk, and now it's she's—it's like this battered wife kind of like DV yeah, walking on eggshells yeah, of, you know, God knows. So, Matt, you need you need like a good year of no dating, yeah, and just working on yourself and processing all of your feelings about what happened with your ex. Yeah, and that that was the only relationship he's ever had because they were mm -hmm. together since they were fifteen. Yes. He's in no position to be getting married to anybody. Yeah. Well, and also what's interesting is the way he talks about this whole story about this ex. And he's villainized the ex yeah. as being like, she cheated on me. And then she got pregnant. And she came back. It's like, I don't really. I, I, the more I see Matt, the more I'm like, I don't know if we're seeing right. the whole story here. Is the it whole story. Is it possible that Matt has had, has anger problems and she being young and not knowing what to do was just like, maybe I'll just cheat on him. Yeah, and then get pregnant we, and then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I escape this. Yeah. You know? 
I don't know. Yeah, there's there's cringy, cringy. So I think he'll say yes because I think again, I think he feels like he he needs this, and I think she'll say no. Yeah, that sounds that tracks. And then the last couple, which was the couple that with the least problems, though some might think maybe not because yeah, there might be got to happen with these two are Alexa and Brennan. And they were the first, there's always one couple on the show that like they get engaged very early. Like it seems though, you know, they're in those pods over nine days and the way it looks when they shoot the show, it looks like Brennan and Alexa, you know, got together after two days. But mm-hmm. I think, it, well, I think there's, I think they just have to stretch out all these engagements Right, I think there's a, yeah, like a yeah. last day to, where they have to make a decision or not. Yeah, yeah, they um, so far have been pretty boring. Although yeah. I don't know how compatible these two are either, because Alexa. I mean, they both act. How like, old's Alexa? Well, I have written here twenty-seven. Maybe, so maybe she's twenty. Maybe she was younger when this was. Filmed. Yeah. Okay. But I just feel like they both act like everything is fine. They literally have never had a fight never had a issue literally nothing it's mm-hmm. like this is too this is too perfect something's got to happen mm-hmm. and in the previews for the next week they show like these kind of fast clips of one is like he's crying and then there's one where his mom is sitting in the audience at the wedding and she like starts she almost like screams like mm. she kind of has this um hysterical outburst and so i think something's gonna go down at, yeah. the, at the wedding huh. something's got to happen because these two have just been bebopping along like everything's fine and i feel like she is she's probably the hottest girl he's ever been with yeah she's very very beautiful very what pretty. i what i love about this is she has to in the first episode defend her body size which is probably like which she's probably not- like a 10 Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she's very, very beautiful. But yeah, she's not a size two. Right. But she's gorgeous. And she's Jewish, Israeli. Israeli. And he is poor, like came from this very, he had a cowboy hat on. He Though, said he had no heat or AC growing up. Yeah. So very, very poor family. Her family is obviously has very a lot wealthy. of money. Yeah. And is she a lawyer? I don't know. Because he said something about, she said something about a prenup. And then she said, and then. She just said, well, I can write the contract myself. And I'm like, is she an attorney? Well, yeah, everything she wants, he's just like, okay. She's like, yeah, I'm going to want a prenup. He's like, okay. Like, he he seems so excited yeah. that he has this beautiful, this beautiful woman. And she, I think, you know, I'm trying to see her attraction to him. I guess because he's so, like, he's, she's probably dated a lot of F boys. Yeah. And here's this, this is the first, like, healthy kind of normal decent decent guy who i thought in the beginning i did not think he was cute and then i felt like he got more and more attractive as yeah. we got along i was like oh he's getting cuter and cuter he's very planet. sweet he's very sweet to he's her tall mom. he's he's just he's just really nice and you're just like okay something has there has to be something here well, the other thing is he's he's agreed to convert to judaism yeah which I was I was like okay wow That's and he's he's willing to do that and he's willing to do anything I I don't I don't know or maybe there's they I, yeah I'm with you it's either either truly these two are really compatible and they are they got married and they're they're great and they're connected and that's wonderful or there is stuff going on underneath all of this that is really really scary yeah, I and 
the thought I had too is that he's never going to be able to like give her the lifestyle that she's accustomed to. Oh no, but I I personally I think that what it's going to be is I think dad is going her father because uh-huh. I've seen this too, right? Where he'll go to work for him or or he funds their lifestyle. He buys them a home. Yeah. You know, oh, here's your million dollar house in Dallas. You know, I think I get the sense that he will, you know, he'll always work. He'll always support her. But I think that she will, oh, she'll have some kind of trust fund or though the, I think the family will make it so that she is comfortable. Well, I wrote down here, this was from the website, said that she owns an insurance agency. Oh, okay. So she's not an attorney. But she's obviously, you know. Well, I want the got, dads. So maybe that's how the dad made maybe a, that's a bunch of, of like a Vicky Gundelson yeah. <laughs> insurance but people. Then, where did I? I thought that he was in the apparel business. That came out, I think, when they went to go meet them. I thought he said that. Anyway, yeah. he's probably got several businesses. He's mm-hmm. very wealthy. and The dad. The oh, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, I mean, I don't know if the money thing is such an issue, but yeah, I think she seems very different mm-hmm. and um, like something that he had never been. And, you know, I mean, I think that she's this beautiful, wealthy, right, mm-hmm. woman that seems very new and exotic. And oh, yeah. Like, it's, ooh. I can see. Yeah. I can obviously see his attraction to her. So what do you think with those two? If if based on what we're seeing now, do you think they'll both say yes? I don't know. There's going to be some drama at the wedding. I guess so. Maybe I didn't watch that coming up too closely. Yeah. There's going to be, there is going to be something. And it kind of looks like she might be, she might say no, because like I said, it showed him crying and the mm-hmm. mother gasping. So, um, maybe, yeah. She says no. So, personally, what I would really love is for these Love is Blind producers, because they've got a hit TV show on their hand. Please get 30-somethings. Yeah. Please get late. Like, everyone has to be, the men all have to be over 30, and the women all have to be at least 27, 28. I and, think even older. Well, maybe. I don't think they're going to do that as old. But And I think that things start to get a little wonky, though. This is the first time we've had people that have been married and divorced before. Like, we hadn't even had that. And I, um, so I feel like you really, you're, you're not, the, this experiment, you're not doing it right. You're not, you're not, yeah. you're just not doing, well, you're not the, doing it in what is real and true. The stakes aren't high enough. Mm-hmm. That's why you need people who are older. Because yes. women start around 30 to get panicked. Yes. You know, because if you want to have children, the reality of biology is that, you know, you got to do it quickly. Yeah. Because if you wait till you're over 35, good luck. So that they have some stakes. Yeah. And. You know, and men too. I mean, if men really want to get married, they can't can't wait too long, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they don't have as many as that. But like, and I understand Dallas is a little different than like being out here in the Bay Area or New York or somewhere else. So that people might be a little bit younger. So even still, if you're, you, you know, but even that, it's like, yeah, the stakes aren't high. The stakes are high for Nancy, who's 31, who mm-hmm. wants to, you know, she wants to meet someone and be with them. And the same thing with have Zena. Family, yeah. Their stakes are high, but Cole and Martise's, they're, they don't have the They stakes. have they're, no, they're like, whatever. No skin in the game. Martise is still trying to figure out what his views on abortion. 
I think, yeah, he's he's all and guess over what, the map. Bartiz, guess what, Bartiz? You don't get to decide. <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you. Yeah. You're not in charge of that. It's not your body. Because it's not your body. And you don't get to decide for women what they do and what they don't do. So, um, all right. Uh, it's a, I love this show. I, I, I get sucked in every season, even though it's not very successful. I think there's only one couple who's still together from... Season one. The last two seasons. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, Lauren and, and Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and but again, I feel like Cameron was a very, he was in his early 30s and yeah. very solid guy. And Lauren, I feel like was in her late 20s. Very solid person. I mean, again, I, I truly, truly believe that you, you've got to pick people where they're really going to, they, they're at a point in their lives where they're ready to make this kind of commitment coupled with maybe going through and dating a lot and kind of knowing what they like and don't like about yeah. people. So, anywho. Anywho, I'll keep watching yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I complain about it, I get mad about it, and then I still watch the damn show. It's, it's you know, it's very entertaining. All right. Well, All that's right. Well, it. We'll be back with our update. Yes, back on update next, to find out. Next week. What's happening with that? Talk about the finale. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, wait, we have to do our... Now, if you enjoy this podcast, yeah. please give us five stars and comment, because no one's really commenting. Everyone's just yeah, giving give us, us the five stars. Give us some, uh, you know, feedback. Yes. Positive feedback. <laughs> Negative feedback, you can just email us. Um, <laughs> but uh, positive feedback, yeah, please subscribe. Um... You know, Steve says that our numbers are like COVID. He's like, you keep doubling upon yourself over every, and over, every over few, you. every few days. Yes, the yes, numbers double the okay. numbers. Yeah, which is good as long as they're going up. Yes, yeah. awesome. And uh, you can always email us at psychlegalpoppodcast um, at gmail to if there's something you want us to cover, or again, if you want to give us that feedback, um, we would love to hear that too. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week. See you guys next time. All right. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.